He is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez. And we are the Box 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 Brothers Brothers Podcast. Nicholas, there's a few things that we need to get to today, but first, congratulations on being selected to the All-State team for 5A Texas. Thanks, man. Thanks. How does it feel to be uh, All-Stater? I mean, it feels like being, I mean, a normal person, not much changes, but I mean, honestly, you work hard. I mean, it's nice to to get that recognition. Yeah. You've actually your effort and everything that you've been putting in is paying off and being yeah. recognized by everyone. Yeah. Well, congratulations, uh, and that's awesome. I'm excited to see you senior year. All right. Well, let's get into F1 though today, Nick. We are going through our drivers, our constructors, and the drivers for the upcoming preseason. So we already hit. Who was it? Williams and Alphatari last week, 10 and I, and we're doing a reverse grid. Um, this week, we're going to do two um, back-to-back, but y'all will only hear one. Um, and we're going to start today. Let's just hop into it, Nick, with your team. And you had in eighth place the Haas, I got Haas. team. Got Haas. So let's get into your preseason look into the Haas Actually, sorry, the MoneyGram Haas F1 team now. Oh, I did see that. So, you know, Haas is one of my favorites. It's one of the only American teams on the grid. So going into this year, it's... Yeah, it doesn't seem likely that uh, we're going to get another American team either with uh, all the backlash that Cadillac and Andretti have been having. I don't know. I, I want them to get the team because i'd love to see another american team but i mean okay so going back to haas haas partnering up with money graham they now have um more buying power i guess they Mm -hmm. have a title sponsor finally Mm -hmm. instead of just gene haas and rich energy hopefully this doesn't pan out like rich energy does but going into this next year I think MoneyGram has a little bit more staying power than than uh, Rich Energy Sport did. So I, I'm confident yeah. that MoneyGram will be able to bring in some more money. All right. So Haas in the 2022 season took a huge step up in scoring points in the first race and scoring, not to say consistently, but scoring in more races than they did last year obviously so they took a huge step up from last year and one of the main things was getting kevin magnuson back and kicking nikita mazepin because that feels so long ago but it's it was very recent to have happened Mm -hmm. and so where do you think they would have yeah where do you think they would have been with mazepin and schumacher in the car i think they would have been like at the same um same thing as williams yeah I think, I mean, it's not really too much of a difference, but Magnuson's definitely a more quality driver, allowed them to mm-hmm. like develop the car fully and have like a consistent, a proven driver drive the car. And the thing that plagued the season for so long was Mick Schumacher taking forever to get his first points. Mm-hmm. Because once he got his first points, Mick Schumacher was, was a different man. Like, take, for example, in Austria, he fought with um, Verstappen. 
Hamilton, Russell, for Perez for a large part of that race. And mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was the sprint race or just the normal race, but it, it was both. Because he was, them? yeah, he was definitely up on Verstappen. I think that might have been the sprint race because they were fighting for that eighth. They were fighting uh-huh. for seventh place. So for yeah. Mick, it would have it meant a lot more than uh, Verstappen getting seventh place. So I believe it was both the because he did score in both the sprint race and the actual race. Yeah. So I know that was an awesome weekend for him. And he showed a lot of promise towards the end of the year. The things that was like held over his head was him crashing in Saudi Arabia and in Monaco, mm-hmm. which didn't really help out the team. But I mean, his and, car did split in half both times. Yeah, so Monaco Monaco was a little bit better, but then as soon as they put it on the forklift, then it just like crumbled like a cookie house. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, I, I'm surprised he, not surprised he got up, but it was very scary seeing him in Saudi Arabia because that car looked like it was absolutely destroyed, but he didn't take the steps up he needed to this year. So he unfortunately got cut. Kevin Magnuson, they stuck around with him, but in the end, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this Nico Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg combo with K-Mag because mm-hmm. Hülkenberg is one of the like he doesn't have a win but he's one of the best like drivers out there most most consistent in the points driver one of the most consistent in the points drivers yes he is one of the most consistent in the points drivers he won't be I don't think that they'll be fighting for podiums with Nico Hulkenberg, he is a solid driver, but he's that person that you bring in when you've had the ups and downs and you have had the potential. He is a high floor person. I know they love to say that on draft picks, but he's a high floor, but his ceiling is also very close to his floor. So he's stuck within this specific range um, compared mm-hmm. to a Charles Leclerc where his floor can sometimes be um, I guess his floor is higher but his ceiling is much higher than other drivers just because of his raw race pace that he can put so yeah. yes Nico is a very solid very reliable he's the he's the driver that I feel like you marry not the one that you date <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a good analogy because he he's consistent. He's not um, not too over dramatic. He's just he'll get you the points. And for what Haas needs at the current moment, he's what they he's what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah I agree. I'm interested to see. They just needed, like you said, the stability, and Nico will bring that stability, that veteran presence, and. Hopefully in a few years with their new money coming in, they are able to hire more engineers, develop the car, and actually be racing in the mid-tier and fighting with Alpha or fighting with Alpine and McLaren. But we'll see what happens. Um, where do you have them landing on the constructors and the drivers this upcoming year? I personally um, hold on. 
I personally have them finishing seven or six. Mm-hmm. Which or one is it? Just... It can only be, it can only be one. Where do you have? I think them? they're gonna end up. I think they're gonna take a step up and seventh, but just not really improve much further past that because I feel like their their ground and their ceiling is very close together. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they had a good year scoring thirty seven points. Yeah, I just. I don't think Alphatari is going to be as good, but also Alphatari has Nick DeVries. Yeah. Which you never know because I've never seen him in Alphatari, but so it's who do you interesting. Think they're, who do you think Haas is going to leapfrog? Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, McLaren? I think they, I think they may leapfrog um, Alfa Romeo. Okay. It's just... Yeah, Alpha drops to Alpha drops to eight, and then Haas heads up to seven yep all right fair enough like i can see that happening at the end we're gonna review all of our constructors and drivers grades or not grades but where we think that they're going to finish preseason but yeah i i'm curious and excited to see also how haas f1 goes i think it will be definitely more studied with two veteran drivers and I also see them finishing. I have them finishing seventh as well, and the Alfa Romeo dropping down to their eighth or their yeah their eighth place. Cool, interesting. All right, so now let's get into Aston Martin. So Aston Martin it just finished seventh this last season they're bringing in a new driver in fernando alonso i have him and lance stroll uh the biggest thing is all of the money that big daddy stroll has been pumping into aston martin and their facilities so luckily there's no budget cap on actually building materials and building buildings and building infrastructure because they would be severely over the budget cap but luckily they just build engineers caterers and everyone who's in that f1 circus that's a person so yeah i think all of that money that he has been pumping into the team is really good and they're going to be fighting for podiums sooner rather than later. I don't think that there's been a Lance Stroll venture that he hasn't been successful in. And I think he struggled a little bit when he took over Racing Point back in the day and just assumed that the wins were going to be very immediate. And you did see some success with Checo and Lance Stroll and even with Espen Ocon and Lance Stroll that they were able to copy the Mercedes. And it's one thing to copy another car. It's another thing to understand the aerodynamics. And I think that's what was most impressive about the pink Mercedes back in the day was not only that they were able to just take the Mercedes design and be like, okay, but also develop the aerodynamics so that it worked just as well, or it was a knockoff, but it still worked, say, 80%, as well as one of the fastest cars on the grid, because Lewis Hamilton won the Drivers' Championship, and Mercedes won the Constructors. Yeah. So, I think it was impressive that they were able to do that. And having um, also doing a similar thing with the Red Bull and changing their car 
maybe that's the way that they've gone because it's cheaper and they have smart enough engineers to understand what's going on and be able to apply it to their car because as the year went on their car did get much faster than it was at the preseason testing and even the first half of the season for the f1 calendar so they were able to make that jump up it does have it does help having two hall of famers uh start helping develop your car in sebastian vettel and Fernando Alonso, so I'm sure their input, their understanding, their wants, their needs have been heard by the Aston Martin engineers, and they're able to take that knowledge and apply it to their car. Next year, I do think that they will make a step up and be racing the mid-tiers again. So with the development that we saw at the end of last year, I believe they probably will be competing with McLaren Alpine and Aston Martin. I think they will still come behind McLaren and Aston Martin, but it will be close to the will end the year at six. And Lance will be sneaking in with his top 10 finishes, but I still think that he'll end around like, I think he's going to be 15th in the driver's standing. And then Alonso will be getting up to 12th in the driver's standing. And yeah, we'll see what happens, but that's where I see Aston Martin coming in next year. Uh huh. I, I feel like they're going to make a huge step up this year, especially they're going to finally be able to get to use that wind tunnel. So I just I yeah, think so much going to take a step up. So much year. talk has been had about that wind tunnel, Nick. <laughs> Everyone's well, wind tunnel. Because we'll get to this um, in the next podcast, but McLaren also has a massive wind tunnel that they've been wanting to do too. Yeah, and I mean, everyone's stuff is finally starting to get into like fruition. Like everything that they've planned on is starting to full out. Yeah, so hopefully, similar to what the NFL does with parity, is that you'll have a lot of teams vying for the driver's championship. And that's what the cost cap was meant to do was bring everyone together. And you do still have some of those dynasties like golden state in the NBA or the Patriots in the NFL, where you get these odd strands or odd streaks in the championships. But now like even look at this year, you have for the AFC and NFC championship, you have the 49ers, which haven't won in ages. You have the Philly, which haven't won in close to five years. Their last title was 2017. And then you have Cincinnati, who was in it last year, but they haven't had a historic run. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, who have the best quarterback in the NFL. So there is a lot of parity in, in the American sports leagues right now. Yeah, and I feel like that's really good for the sport. And if F1 does start to have that, where you have every single team start to have their ebbs and flows. But also, F1 has always had like a dominant team for like mm-hmm. uh, a period. And you go back to, it's not so. Yeah, look at your, look at your Red Bull poster. But it's not until they go back for a couple of years until you just start to see these yeah. like gaps of mm-hmm. what teams really like dominating. Yeah, and like, then... you have it with Williams, you have it with Braun, 
you just have all these little things yeah and i think it's also dependent on the money that teams were able to put in and that's where you see the mercedes is just able to put in much more money than their competitors and develop a better car and figure it out faster than other teams like ferrari or red bull so yeah i think parity like you said is good for the the league and it should make it more exciting and bring everyone closer together so we have more of a reason to cheer for Haas and Williams than we have in the past. Yeah. So cool. I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah, me too. Alright, uh, next week we will get into, I believe it was Alpine and no, we have Alfa Romeo and McLaren next week on the podcast. Okay, Nick, I have a fun draft this week. We're going to be drafting F1 players for a pickup basketball game. It's probably going to be as exciting as my elementary YMCA (laughs) league games that we used to play. It's going to be very low scoring after what I saw at the CODA basketball free throw shooting in uh, Circuit Day Americas last year. So we're not looking for a high-scoring game, most likely, but we're going to be drafting our starting five for pickup basketball. And uh, it can be... We'll do recent drivers on the grid. So not not this new class? No, you can throw in new class. If you want Nick DeFreeze, I will give you him standing at five, five foot seven, hailing from the <laughs> Netherlands. Uh, Formula Formula E driver, and you can have him as your center if you really wanted to. But yeah, anyone right. like recent, okay? So we'll do a snake draft again and get into it, okay? So, mm-hmm. all right, starting out with number one, who are you taking? Number one, give me George Russell Ooh. playing the center. Playing Wrong. the center. Definitely wrong pick. Wrong pick. Wrong pick. You're taking George as your center. All right. Well, who else? Who? Who? Who are you taking? The the only person that was supposed to go number one. The only one that actually plays basketball regularly. I'm taking Daniel Ricardo. He's going to be getting me buckets. He actually goes out and kind of has a jumper. I'm going to take Daniel Ricardo as my one. And really? then, okay. Daniel Ricardo is the best basketball player on the grid. I'm out and taking for hockey. If George Russell can dunk, because George Russell like six three, he he tower over Yuki Sonoda. He tower yeah. over Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but Daniel Ricardo's still five eleven. He's got a reach and so? can actually he can actually hit the square in the back of the rim and have the ball go in. <laughs> I don't think George, George Russell has ever touched a basketball or any other sport other than a race card wheel in his life. That's just a lie. Alright, I'm going to show you the free throw contest of George Russell. I think he made 0 out of 10. You ever heard of something called Hack-a-Shack? Oh, there's there's someone way better for Hack-a-Shack if you, you really wanted to, to get into it. Who? Uh, and oh. this person's going to be my number two. We're going with Esteban Alcon because we're, we're going to get height. He has some tenacity to him. He's not afraid to hit people either. 
we've seen what he's done on the racetrack. He'll throw an elbow in the paint too. And this is a All pickup right. game, so like where fouls aren't really going to be called. So my two are Daniel Ricardo and give me some size with Espan Ocon. All right. Next one who I'm taking. He can lead a team. He's a vet. He's been in the game for a long time. He's been in the game for a long time. My seventh time world champion. Give me Lewis Hamilton. All right. Fair, fair enough. That's he's athletic. A solid, solid pick. He gonna be my point guard. He know how to control the floor. Know how to get people involved. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 right. I'm looking forward to him. Fair enough. He's solid, solid pick. Um, all right. Who are you taking with um, your third pick? The Other number guy. three pick. <sighs> he's young. He's athletic. He has a move. He has a nice pair of abs. He he's dynamic. He can jump high. Give me Pierre Gasly. He's French. Maybe he'll get some of that Tony Parker in him. Be able to do a little crossover. I'm assuming that he's just going to dribble it right off of his foot. <laughs> We're just. I'm just. Uh, yeah, Pierre Gasly. Solid solid pick. Um, for my number three, I'm going to continue with some height nick and this might seem an odd pick at first because of how well he has done in the driver's standing but he's canadian so you know he's a huge toronto raptors fan he can he can just go in in tight and he might not be the best on the f1 grid but he can shoot a basketball and he can shoot a free throw so i'm going to go with my number three nicholas motifi Dang it! I was I was gonna go him next round, but I was scared. I, I didn't know if you if you had seen that clip of him actually making buckets. I just I didn't know if that was in your repertoire. Yeah, well, I thought about taking him with number two, but I was like, ah, no. Like Nick might take Esteban Ocon because he went high the first time with George Russell, so had to get a brawler, had to get someone who would just go in and get rebounds. So I left Nick for my my third pick. So yeah. He can ball. Um, most Americans can shoot a jumper. Most Canadians, most North Americans, because they've grown up with it. So, um, yeah, he's my number three. So Latifi gets buckets, even though he doesn't get buckets on the court. Or get buckets on the, the track. Um, and then with my number four pick, who do I want to take? Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I think uh, give me take my pick. Give me the other Canadian. Give me Lance Stroll. Oh, you know Lance Stroll? Yeah, Lance. He didn't have a bad jumper. He could actually like shoot a free throw. Um, I'm assuming that he's played a little bit of sports growing up, so he's a multi-sport athlete and just need someone to fill up the team so give me Lance Stroll I already got my size I got Daniel Ricciardo running actually we'll have Nicholas Latifi running the point and then we have our two bigs down low so give me give me whoever I just said at Lance Stroll <laughs> at my number four alright who are you picking four and five you're shaking my head at, you're shaking your head at my last pick no I'm at I'm at four and five yeah alright okay cause you have Pierre you have Hamilton, Hamilton, and you have Russell. Yeah. Okay. 
So number four. You know I like him. Ooh, you know I like him. Two-time world champion. He got that dog in him. He has that tenacity. He's going to argue the foul. He's going to foul you. You come in that paint, he's not. You're not getting through. You're not getting through the basket. Give me Fernando Alonso. Uh, my team's just going to tower over you. <laughs> so, my guy has a dog in him. And now, my fifth and final pick. I'm surprised he's not. I'm surprised he wasn't even up on the top. An actual middle school sharpshooting champion. Logan Sargent. Give him to uh, me. Jim. Give him to me. He's American. Yeah. He's American. Uh, damn he it. grew up playing the game. He grew up in Florida, too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He probably plays tennis and golf and is also good at those sports, too. Ah, uh, I didn't even think about. I didn't even think about Logan Sargent's. It's the, it's the right pick. It's the right pick at number five because, yeah, he could probably ball. Uh, if we had F1 principles, Nick, probably would go with uh, Brown. Zach Brown. Yeah, Zach Brown. <laughs> or or Altmir. Or Altmir Altmar. Yeah, I I think that Zach Brown, I've seen him on the hockey, the ice rink. So, yeah, uh, I just wish there were more Americans on the grid. Good pick at number five, though. I think he he would be your, your star player. So now with my fifth pick. Ah, oh, Nick, this is hard because I don't think any of these players are good at basketball. So we're going to just grab someone that is tenacious, will not give, not take shit from anyone, will go in and just take what is theirs. If it's in the corner and they're running out of room, they're just going to put their body out there in the line and push the person out. And with number five, we're going with the two time world champion max verstappen he's got that he doesn't have that dog in him nick he has that lion in him well i'll post up on fernando alonso maybe shove an elbow in his 41 year old body and then he'll be pushed out of bounds and just sitting in the the bleacher section and alonso's gonna be like whoa max why'd you hit me he's like i didn't touch it you ran into me he ran into me like we were going to collide and that's just what happens when two world champions get together. So, hey, all I'm saying, he was originally four on my list. Or he was originally two. But I just didn't have that faith in him. Because, okay, you see, the thing with Lewis Hamilton is he, he goes out. He probably he probably enjoys oxygen. He probably goes outside. We'll, we'll play some tennis, play some basketball. You know, he'll probably, he'll probably do some skiing. Like, but Max Verstappen, what what does he do on his time off? Yeah, he goes he and sits lose. in front of a he doesn't he goes lose, and sits Nick. in front of a swim racer. He goes and he does more racing. He does more racing when he's off. Yeah, like you see his dedication to the game, Nick. If he's that dedicated to putting a private or a race simulator in his private jet to practice on the way to the next race. You think that he won't just start looking up some YouTube videos and get really into to pick up basketball? You think that drive that makes him that drives him to be number one in the world when it translate over to a pickup basketball game, Nick? He's got that lion in a wrong. 
and my team would wipe the floor with yours, mainly for Nicholas Latifi and Daniel Ricardo. We'll just start running some pick and rolls, Nick, and be be all good you know all what's day. Happened to Danny Rick? Yeah, he's off, he's he's gonna, he's gonna feel the pressure of being the number one on the basketball team. He's just gonna crumble. Yeah, yeah, we've seen him be number one at Renault, and he was able to thrive in that position too. All right, Nick, that does it for us this week. Um, anything else before we head out? Nope. All right. Um, hey, my gear shifters aren't aren't working. I'm stuck in seventh. Uh, you may need a box 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 box. Hit limiter on box 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 box. Hit limiter on. No, why are you doing this to me <laughs> again? 